We all have our own path to walk. It may be obstructed, it may be winding, and no doubt it will have peaks and valleys, but it is ours alone. Like onlookers at a marathon, friends and family can offer encouragement along the way, but ultimately we decide the trajectory that we take. In this series, Juliet Doris Williams offers a clear view from her path that may inform your decisions as you move toward finding your faith. One part spirituality, one part real world practicality, and a serious splash of fun. Here's Juliet. Hi, I'm Juliet. Welcome to Finding Faith. Among other things, I am the author of Leaving Church, Finding Faith, Six Steps to Finding Your Purpose in the World After Leaving the Christian Church. And I am here in this space chatting with you about the book and other things that may bubble up when we are talking about faith and life and how those two things, if you are like me, intersect. Faith in life, in truth, they are not two things at all. So today we will talk about that. In this space, I will sometimes answer questions. Um, I will sometimes respond to things that serendipitously push my internal faith is life button. You can find me and contact me on my website, JuliaDorisWilliams, all one word, dot com. And I hope you will check that out. Um, That's also where you can find my book, both books. Um, In any case, I am glad you are here with me today. The last few episodes, I have chronicled a little bit of my journey through the Christian church. I talked about my childhood up through adulthood journey, through several denominations and Christian and Bible teaching. Someone um, asked me, having listened to a previous episode, uh, they wondered, had I ever um, spoke in tongues? And if you if you listen to that episode, that was a point of confusion for me in the church of my childhood. And while I left that church and moved on to another, that confusion stayed with me. That sense that maybe I wasn't as close to God or, or more to the point, God wasn't as close to me because I was not able to achieve that particular milestone in in my mind, I think I believed I was not living up to my responsibilities that comes with Christian salvation. I was carrying around a, a heavy cloak of accountability. I know that now. I did not know that then. But in answer to that question, yes, I absolutely did finally have that tongue-speaking experience it in it is still even now a part of my my faith practice it's a part of my prayer ritual my prayer practice but the experience itself came about in a denomination that doesn't necessarily practice or promote that as evidence of one's faith indeed it was a methodist denomination so not at all like my uh my childhood experience of church at all. And as I think back, it seemed that I needed to first get clear on who God was, 
what Jesus represented and what or who was the Holy Spirit. I, I needed a new foundation to overlay that old foundation that left me confused and uncertain about my faith walk. I had finally come to a church community that was focused less on making sure I fit in as much as it was focused on making sure I knew the what of my faith. Who was this entity that we called God? Who was Jesus? And what was his work of salvation? And finally, who and what was the Holy Spirit? It was and still is an important distinction for me. This, this learning, this, this teaching served to fortify the foundation already laid from all of my previous exposure to the Christian church. That, that fortified foundation, my, my faith foundation, if you will, the image I have of that is like a pouring over the gravel of the previous foundation. It filled in the gaps and holes and blank spots that I didn't even know were there until well, they were filled. All my previous teaching seemed to settle into one place. It just settled. And I apparently needed the big picture view. At least that's what it finally felt like, a big picture view. I think that opening up to the enormity of the God force in my life, coupled with knowing that I had been pursued and wooed back to the church by that God force, I was experiencing relationship with God that I had not before been consciously aware of. It was this simple acceptance of God working in my life that left me willing and open to experiencing God in a deeper way. And so, gifts, gifts of the Spirit, one of which is speaking in tongues, was a, a new tool now in my spiritual toolbox, a tool that I was given well outside of and a long way away from the environment where one should have expected me to find it. And, of course, the next reasonable follow-up question was, was my life different on the other side of that? And I can't say that it was, except that, as I, as I said before, even I was even more open to the supernatural move of God in and upon my life. Anything and everything that came after that either added to my faith house, that's, that's the house built upon my faith foundation, or it simply rolled on by like a tumbleweed never to find purchase. It is that fortified foundation that has remained with me through the years. And those years would find me leaving, even leaving that church community, sadly, because life is change and job change would, would move me to a different state. I would have 
Um, I would I would join with new communities, new church communities. I'd have new experiences in the institutional church. I would be taking on different roles. I would have new opportunities to practice faith, um, new opportunities to live faithfully, new opportunities, gosh, new opportunities to study the Bible. And as I was going along this journey and new church communities and new um, new uh, denominations, even as I became, I became this person who was deeply interested in the history of the institutional church and its impact on society. I was deeply interested in what the Bible actually said about these things. It could be true that the trajectory of my life was altered by the simple act of going with the flow that led me to that Methodist church because I was simply going with the flow, taking what seemed like a logical next step, going where the spirit led. Along the way, again, other other communities, other church communities, relocations, job changes, personal life changes. I would um, remarry um, into a huge bi-coastal family, lots of personal highs and lows, there would be more than one unexplainable experience that I can directly attribute to my inner knowing that God is actively interested in me. And not just me, nothing special about me. I want to say at this moment, sister and fellow traveler of the way and on the way, God is interested in us. This podcast is being recorded during my birthday month, and I hope, like me, you celebrate the entire month because why not? I am a person who likes to reflect on what I have learned in the past year and how might I be different? What what do I know now that I didn't know this time last year? Well, this year I wrote and published a new book and I began this podcast journey, something I never even thought about doing until now, not, not uh, for my own personal journey anyway. And because I, I like to do this, this retrospective review, I found myself thumbing through one of the many devo- daily devotionals in my library of daily devotionals, along with discovering, one, that I have a lot of these on my shelf, I rediscovered um, my favorite one, uh, the one I tend to be drawn to because of the title, which is Be Still and Know. It's also one of my favorite Bible verses, and it was a gift to me from a friend, and actually the second to the last person that I would refer to as my pastor Thanks, Sue Ellen, if you're listening. Thumbing through, and I stop on today's entry because that's how devotionals work. You thumb through and you find today, and you discover if there's something speaking to you on that day, whatever that day was. Um, And so having uh, read through what the message, what the devotional of the day was, I then just thumbed through it, um, thumbed through the book and stopped on the one entry 
that had the most highlighted sentences. That devotional entry highlights Philip, who was one of Jesus's 12 disciples. And this particular story is found in the New Testament book of Acts, if you want to look it up. It chronicles how Philip, who by now, post-resurrection, on the other side of the resurrection, was, was seemingly actively engaged in his, in his ministries, in a successful ministry role, minding his business, doing his work. Um, the story goes that Philip was visited by an angel who instructed him to stop what he was doing and go into the desert. Now, it's important to remember that this man, Philip, had already witnessed great miracles and wonders. I would imagine that, that while he would question why he was being asked to veer off his current journey, he would also know that it was important to follow where he was being led. So out in the desert, he connects up with a group of travelers, and the leader of that group was a seeker. This seeker, as the devotional reads, out of his own spiritual need, had himself been studying what was then written about God. And so Philip, personally chosen by Jesus, was led off the path he was following into the path of someone who needed to hear about Philip's life experience, needed to hear about his encounters with the living and resurrected Jesus. Philip had been divinely placed in the path of this seeker. One is left to surmise that Philip provided this seeker with the knowledge he needed to move forward with the next step of his life journey. The very last sentence of that devotional asks, are we like Philip open to the moving of God's spirit that we can be directed to people with searching hearts. The closing prayer says, may we be ready to answer God's call to minister to searching hearts. And by now, of course, you're saying, Juliet, what does that have to do with your birthday month? And the answer is this, that particular devotional entry that is titled with my favorite Bible verse is dated on my exact birthday. My sense is that the first time I read it, it was a surprise to find that exact passage assigned to the day that was the anniversary of my birth. Because I'm sure at the time that I received this devotional as a gift, I'm, I'm certain that I was thinking about and preparing for something much more traditional in terms of servant ministry, something that would be church-based because I'm a churchy girl and church for most of my Christian life, my Christian tenure was my happy place un until it stopped being my happy place. So, so pulling that particular devotional off my shelf during my birthday month Seems like so many other things that happened in my life without explanation at just the right time for just the right moment for just the right set of circumstances because it was the necessary next step, the necessary reminder that I apparently needed that my ministry, the work I am called to both here and elsewhere is to minister to searching hearts. 
to remind myself and each of you listening that God is particularly interested in you, that God is near, never far off, near is our breath for help, for peace, for comfort, and yes, for direction. That is how, for me, faith and life are not two different things. They are the same thing, which makes finding faith not so much an exercise of doing as much it is an as much as it is an exercise of simple accepting like i've said i have been pursued and wooed by grace even though i live life faithfully outside of the institutional church i have not left god god has not left me and learning that lesson so many years ago was the first but certainly not the last of many, many important life lessons to come. That's all for now. I hope you will join me again on Finding Faith. Until next time.